Hello there, and welcome to the St. John's Lenten podcast. It's good to be with you. Over this Lenten season, we hope you'll find encouragement and resolve to follow Christ more fully as you journey with us to the cross through this podcast. It's not an accident that the season of Lent is for 40 days and the people of Israel wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. If you remember before their time in the wilderness, they were shown by God the land that was to become theirs. But because they were afraid when they went and spied and saw the size of the people, they responded to God and said, we can't do this. They're way too strong and way too big. And I guess they were right. They couldn't, but God could. They had forgotten all that God had done for them. They had forgotten all they had seen and experienced with him. They had forgotten that they could trust God. They spent the next 40 years learning that they can trust God. And during that time, he provided for them, protected them, and was with them every step of the way. Even when they felt alone, there he was. When they were hungry, he provided. When they were attacked, he protected them. He was with them, feeding them, leading them, fighting for them, and guarding them, all so that they could learn that they could trust him. And that is our goal for you this Lent, to learn how to trust God and to know that you can so that you will experience just how different your life will be when your first response isn't to escape or seek comfort in moments of doubt or fear, but instead to learn to say, God, I trust you. Part of what we hope you find through our time together is that when we follow Jesus, we are always training in trust, especially through prayer. When we pray, it may seem like we aren't doing anything but just talking, but we trust that God hears us and that he wants us to pray that he is present with us, that when we experience failure or weakness or when we struggle or when things seem just too big, we bring those to the Lord. That is growing in trust. And each time we gather, we will look to the examples of scripture to learn how to trust and to let our hearts be filled with his spirit of peace and courage so that we may trust in him.
says, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and he gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. But he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord.
As we pray, we ask Jesus to lead us to trust him more fully, and we confess the ways we daily fall short of trusting him, relying on our own strength in place of resting in him. From the belief that I have to earn your love. From the fear that I am unlovable. From the false security that I have what it takes. From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute. This is from Mark chapter 7. You can follow along on the screen or in your bulletins or if you brought your Bibles. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After Jesus took him aside away from the crowd, he put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, Ephaphtha, which means be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. There is perhaps no other miracle in the Gospel of Mark which so beautifully shows us the way of how Jesus treats people. We see truly here how he is very much concerned with how a person feels. He is attentive to not hurt them or embarrass them or try to use them, but instead shows them kindness, shows empathy, and shows a personalness. We see that as he pulls the man aside away from the crowd, tenderly caring for this man whose life was no doubt very difficult, who had a special need, a special problem, and with great sensitivity, Jesus dealt with him in a way that removed him from being gawked at by the crowd and met him in this loving, personal way, albeit a bit strange with the fingers in the ears and the spitting. But as we see with Jesus, this man is not just a case or a number to serve, but he is a person, a human being, who Jesus brings more than just healing to here, but in a way that only Jesus can, in a way that Jesus does for each one of us, brings worth and dignity and the feeling of being seen and known. And I don't know if you notice this, or if you look again, you'll see it, but as soon as the man's ears were opened and his tongue was loosened, it says he began to speak, speak plainly or to speak clearly. This is a person who's never spoken a word before or heard a word before, and all of a sudden, not only can they hear, but they can understand. Not only do they have the ability to speak, but they can do it plainly, clearly, and do it well. 
And what we see is that Jesus doesn't just heal this man, but he gives him something more. And if we could just enter into the story for just a second here, when the, when the Lord does that and takes away the crutch, takes away that, that thing, whether that's a disease or a sin or a hindrance that for so long is what has now defined you, or what you have been letting tell you who you are and what you can and can't do or what you must think. For, for the man, right, that was you're deaf, you're mute, you can't do anything. And for us, it's something different, right? For each one of us, it's something unique. But when God takes it away, he doesn't just say, now you can see, now you can hear, go. No, the more that is there, the more that Jesus gives, is he says, See me, hear me. I'm going to tell you who you are, my beloved child. I'm going to show you whose you are. And there's a difference in that. Because we live in a time where there are many voices. So many, uh, what did the Psalms say? Princes or leaders who tell us, who speak to us, who keep speaking and telling us who we are. Believe this. This is who you are. This is what you need. This is what you should be doing. Voices, sometimes even our own, right? Telling us, you'll never be more than this. You can't be forgiven for this. But all the voices, sometimes even the voice in our own head, telling us, trust, trust what you're hearing from us because we know what we're talking about. We can tell you the truth. And I think that that's one of the reasons why one of the things we have to go back to here in this text, this text shows us something without ever making it the main point, and it's this. We have to go off to Jesus by ourselves. Why did Jesus take this man off by himself? Jesus takes him away to say, listen, this, this is the voice you now hear. This is the voice, the first voice. Because this is the voice you must hear above all others. The voice you must hear every single day. The voice that you can trust. To hear the voice of Jesus. Who himself has made you God's child, God's son, God's daughter. Who speaks to each one of us truth when he says you are known, you are seen, you are loved. In his voice, his word, in him. We put our trust. The first voice this man hears is Jesus. And we need to do that too. We need to hear his voice first, to let his voice, his word, be what we trust above all else. To be his voice that defines us. His voice that we go to in every moment of every day. Why do we let other voices have so much control over us when we could hear the voice of the shepherd? And what did he say at the beginning of this gospel? Repent and believe, which simply means turn to me, my children. Turn back to me and trust me. Follow me, precious Jesus, your Savior, for I am your God, the shepherd, the one who loves you, the one who has formed you, the one that when the heat comes or the drought comes or when the storm rages and the fires consume, trust in me, trust in my voice alone. We must go to the voice of truth over and over and over and over again 
And if the repentance of the Lenten season has taught us anything, it's that we have gathered here tonight to admit our tendency of spiritual deafness and our inability to speak fluently, which is just to live as the Lord calls us to. And as strange as it sounds, we must, through prayer, ask Jesus to touch our ears so that we would be able to hear, to hear what his saving word says. To stop listening to the evil one who leads us into sin. But by listening and responding to Jesus through the power of the Spirit, a power that he gives us to receive the abundant life that he has promised to live as his children created in his image, to love, and children who listen, children who trust. And so when the times of resistance come, which we all have, right, when the words of Jesus call us to something new, that heart of stone shut tightly, either by fear or circumstance, let us not fear to ask him to open, to open our ears, to open our hearts, for however great these things are that work against us, his power is more. And I will close with this. Did you catch how the people reacted to this miracle of Jesus when it was completed, when they had seen all that he had done? They declared that he had done everything well. The same line that God uses when he looks down at the beginning of creation and says, It is good. In the beginning, Everything had been good. Sin has a way of spoiling it all. But it is Jesus who brings back the beauty of God to this world. So yes, we will ask him to open our ears and our hearts so that we may trust. So we'll pray, memorize, and we will follow to the cross, growing in trust and the one who has died and risen for us. Amen.
Thanks so much for listening and praying with us. Please be sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified of our most recent episodes and experience our other programs, including Sunday morning messages, Bible study, teachings, and more. If you'd like to partner with us by offering a gift to help us deliver the restorative hope of Jesus, you can support us through Venmo at St. John's Orange. Or if you'd just like to learn more and stay connected, please visit our website at stjohnsorange.org and find your place here at St. John's. Thanks so much for listening, and the highest graced and everlasting love of Christ Jesus our Lord accompany and bless you.